All right, for those of you visiting with us, it's usually not a one-man show. Uh, we usually have multiple elders and uh, other pastors. They're on vacation, traveling, and different people out of town. So uh, I'm kind of leading everything this morning. Uh, but as we come into today, we'll continue in our series. We took a pause last week at Easter on uh, 2 Timothy, and 2 Timothy 3 is where we are. Our series has kind of been the title. You may not remember this, but the series title has been Strengthened for the Mission, that Timothy had a mission he was being called to, and Paul is helping this young man that he's mentored in the faith who's living in very difficult times in Rome. Nero is killing Christians. Rome hates the Christians. There's a mass exodus of Christians all around uh, uh, Asia minor in this place, and it's a very difficult time, and he's encouraging this young man to make it, and there's lots of things we've been looking at around that. Contextually, right where we are, these verses we read this morning, in this particular chapter, Paul has said that in the last days there will be difficult times. Talking about the time between Jesus when he's first come and when he comes again, there will be difficult times. And, um, and so we're see still kind of the context here as we come to our passage. And you'll notice um, there in verse 13, it says that while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. He's mentioned bad, false teachers, and they will continue to grow. But one of the things Paul doing in these verses is he's trying to tell, uh, tell them he's actually given a list. He's like, I'm not like them. You remember the list that I mentioned before? He says there will be lovers of self, lovers of money, that list of 19 things that were terrible about the people who will prey upon people in this world and what the people will be like. Paul now is saying, I'm not like that. <laughs> he kind of gives a list of the things he's saying, look to me, don't look to them. I'm nothing like that. And then also uh, you'll notice in verse 12, a very famous verse, indeed all those who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. What, what a promise from the scriptures. If you're a follower of Christ, and notice not that just you say you follow, but you live a godly life, meaning probably not just how you live, not a good life, but a godly life, and that you, the encompass in that will be the professing of the name of Christ, you will be persecuted. So, um, so it's difficult, difficult times. They're false teachers, people are lovers of self. Paul's given a list to look at for here, and, um, and yet... Um, and you'll be persecuted. So listen, here's just two thoughts that I think, this is, next week is all scriptures God breathed, the crescendo of this chapter. Chris is going to preach on that. This kind of could be a throwaway little verse. You feel like this little here, but there's just two things I want to offer here. In this passage, I just want you to remember, when times are difficult, as they are for Timothy, he gives him two things to kind of look at. All right, so I already give you two things about what Paul told the elders to remember. But here's, there's two things from the passage I just want to highlight. In the middle of dangerous times, when you need faith, what, here's what a couple of things you will need. And we'll look at the model and the mother. The model and the mother. Lord, let me pray. God, as we, just, as we dive into this passage just for a second, would you... Um, would you let us see, again, the window into Paul training a young man that means that whatever he's learning is for us too. And when the principles that are there, would you help us to extract those for our own life? And would it go to our mind? And would it go to our heart? And then would, would it go to our hands? Would you help us to figure out ways that this would actually play out in our life? So we come to you on this important Sunday, and, and yet we know we still need a steady diet of your word. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. So a model and mother. We'll look at those. Those are two things. This is a difficult time. First, the model. 
And um, when you see what, what Timothy says, he says, you, he reminds him what Paul tells him. He said, you've been following me. I've been a model for you, and you've been following me. So one of the things in difficult times that people need is that they need to re- they, you need good models to remember. You just need a mentor or a model that you've seen to remember that's been through something like you. Everybody needs that. I... Um, I'm always perplexed. I love golf. A couple weeks ago was the Masters. And one of the things I've never been able to figure out, and it really exposes my thinking of needing a mentor and someone to help you. But I don't know. So these are PGA professionals. I've always been struck by Tiger Woods and all these famous golfers. When they go out to the practice range, you know what all of these PGA professionals, the best players in the world, listen, they're an elite, and the things they can do with a golf ball, like it would blow your mind. Those of you who don't know golf, but it is like, it is so other and elite what they do with golf balls and how they have the shots they hit. You can't fathom unless you ever play the game. And there's just a few people in the world that can do it. But the greatest players in the world, what's always crazy, when they go out to these driving ranges to practice and everywhere they go, you know what they always have with them? A coach. Like I would think, you're the greatest player in the world, Tiger. World you were at one point. And they all have a coach. And what, and what they reflect in that really is, is the reality is that everybody, this, this kind of, everybody needs someone to observe their life and to be a model for them, to help them in difficult times. You need someone who can do it. That's um, every profession, every, I, I would say that if you were to take a poll and begin to listen and talk to people who are really good at their profession, what they've done, or things had something that's great in their life, I bet if you ask them questions, you'll find out that someone trained them. That they're really good. Not because of what they learned in knowledge, which can get there. Now, you can probably teach yourself how to blow bubble gum. And you probably, some people, I taught myself how to play the guitar a little bit. But if I'd had a mentor who taught me, everyone who's great, I bet if you were to take a poll. I actually had a pastor who was a pastor of a large church in the PCA for 42 years told me he saw that principle be true for all 42 years in his congregation. Anybody that was good at anything or made it through difficult times, they always had someone they looked to, a model. And that's what, <laughs> that's what you and I need, and that's what he... Um, he gives him. He says, look to him. Now, notice he does say to look at my teachings. So if you're going to get a golf coach, you need to understand him that he has the right understanding of golf before you go to him. You almost want any coach. But from there forward, it's really his life. In all these cities, Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, where Paul went, these were, he's reminded him of, of things that Timothy would have seen or known because Timothy, Lystra was Timothy's hometown. And he would have seen them firsthand. So he would have seen Paul and his persecutions. One of the things was suffering. He said he would have known that Paul got a ran out of Antioch. And then he was threatened, I think, in Iconium to, uh, for his life to be stoned. He wasn't stoned there, but he actually was stoned in Lystra. And that leads to the other thing. Emulate people who have been through brokenness. Emulate and look to models that have experienced brokenness. There's Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. I don't, she's, um, she was being quoted in a book I was reading, so I don't know much about her, but here was her quote. She says, the most beautiful people, she's an expert on grief, are the ones who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depth. Those are the most beautiful people. And then... Um, Scott Sauls, 
a writer and pastor I like. He says, sometimes the best, most life-giving way to lead is by suffering well. And Paul's kind of telling him that. <laughs> He's saying, hey, I, God kept me, and I made it. Sometimes the, be- the best, most life-giving way to lead is by refusing to allow death, mourning, crying, and pain to dictate the only storyline of our lives in history. But lastly, here's my favorite quote by Scott Sauls. He says, for sometimes the best leaders discover in retrospect that I was, it was the crosses, not their crowns, that contributed most to the healing of the world. It was our crosses. Because we're in a broken world. So, here's the principle. In difficult times, always remember, you need a model if you ever had one and you don't have one. Maybe there's areas of your life that you need someone that you believe is a good model in that area. Go get help. That's what he was saying. Remember, 2 Timothy says, train faithful men who will train others. The idea here is to get it. So it may be an area of money, which, by the way, I just read a book called Men of Influence by Howard Hendricks' son, Bill Hendricks. And you know what the most topic that came up was money. He's like, most people need help with money. Get help with that. Find people who are good with that. Be disciple to money. Anything in life do you need, find someone who's a good model and go let them train you, especially spiritually, and look for that. Um, but look for those who have been broken. That's always a great thing. What speaks to you more? Christ's crown or his cross? It's both, isn't it? We want someone to be good in their field, but have they been, has it been difficult? Have they been through difficult times? And Christ, for us, Yes, he's king, and he lived a perfect life. In all of life, we can go to him, but he also was broken. And it was out of his brokenness that life came to us. So that's the first one. Secondly, um, the other thing is the mother. And you're like, well, there's no mother in the verse. You're right. But you notice there it says in verse 14, for it is for you, continue in what you've learned and what you've firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And how from childhood. So he's probably referring to himself that he learned a lot of things. Paul's referring to a lot of things. But he's also reminding himself from childhood. And we had learned in chapter 1, remember, I think it was chapter 1, right? Who's been previously mentioned about his faith? It's Eunice, his mom, and Lois, his grandmother. And he says, remember, remember from the childhood. And so you need two things. So we're tracing the mother. Don't remember your mother, although it's a good thing to remember your mother. The point is, in difficult times, you need to look to a model who's worth emulating and ultimately for all of us, it's Christ. But look to a model who's worth emulating that thing in this life. And then secondly, remember the foundation that was built for you. Now him, his foundation, I think that's what he's saying. You have a foundation. You know what you believe. And your mom built it into you. And I built it into you in the presence of many witnesses. So <laughs> in difficult times, and maybe to get through what the next five years holds for us, we may need to get... We, and forever hold you in giving and all that. We may need to find different models who will help us and what their giving journey has been like in any journey in life. But then also, um, we will be held by the foundation that's been built. Now, where was the foundation built? What was the foundation? It's in the, it's in the passage. Notice there, it's that have acquainted you with the sacred writings. Sacred writings. Now, those two words together mean, we know means they're talking about you've learned the Old Testament. Your mom... Your mom was Jewish. Your dad was Gentile, wasn't a believer, but your mom and your grandmother. 
And now I, we've, we've built a foundation for you. So the foundation is in the Word of God. And so in order to make it in life, think about that. People need mentors and they need a good foundation. Hmm, you ever heard that before? That's what you and I always need. We need mentors and we need a foundation. And our foundation is built, foundations are built for children and for people in their lives is built in the Word of God. That's the greatest place you can build people's foundation is in the Word of God. Who, by the way, the Word became flesh. And Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone. So our foundation is secure. So parents, I urge you to keep building a foundation. Right now, it's going to be short, but we're working on their foundation with that shorter catechism of the Bible. We're working on our kids' foundations. If you're not sure you have a foundation right now that can sustain life and difficult things and it's not really in the Word, I encourage you to be working on your foundation. It's never too late to be building a foundation that's secure. Right? It's hard work to build a foundation. When you build a house, everybody loves to pick out paint colors and furnishings and all that. That's the fun part. But a foundation is the most critical. A house is as good as its foundation. And our lives are that. And he says them to remember. That's what he said. In difficult times, remember the models you've seen. Look for good models. And then also, remember that the deep foundation was built for you. That's really it. May I finish with Christ? He is the perfect mentor. And he is our true foundation. Let's pray. God, as we come now to this table today as your people, would you help us to um, uh, remember the importance of having a model, and that Christ, you were the perfect model. And so would we follow you in your death and in your life? And would you help us to, um, to remember those? And Father, um, I pray that you would help us to build a solid, rich foundation and um, continue to help us build that in people's life, Lord, as we turn out and look to this, um, to this community. Um. Father, what is it that people need? They need good models. What do these kids need and all these things? They need good models and they need somebody to bring something, some stability and a foundation to them. I pray you'd help us to bring that to this city. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.